everyone, welcome back to Hair of the Werewolf. I'm Lily, and I have with me... Chase! We are a paranormal horror podcast where we also like to have drinks and tell each other really scary stories. I guess in particular, I tell you paranormal stories that I find and try to scare you, and you try to scare me back with little mini stories, if you have them. Usually alien stuff, because I know that... Yeah. that that's one of your buttons. That's like my one. I'm not scared of aliens, but I, I keep covering the stories. I think I'm the perfect person to read about them because if I find them kind of creepy, that's got to be better for you. Yeah, it's going to take me to the next level of fear. Uh, yeah, so speaking of drinking, I guess, like that we like to do also on the show, I will be drinking some rum and you will be drinking. I will join you in the rum. Will you really? I will join you in the rum. Yay! Okay, sounds fun. So rum it is for both of us tonight. Um, and if you're listening to us in the morning, please drink your coffee slowly and cautiously. <laughs> and get, safely. You don't want to spill it on your lap. No. I, I hear that really sucks for McDonald's. Yeah, that really didn't work out for them. So try not to spill that drink. Yeah, so I think in the last episode we talked about how... Well, we talked about the Cecil Hotel. And then we mm-hmm. talked about how like that new documentary was coming out on Netflix. Oh yeah, we we actually we watched we it. We watched the whole thing and So if you haven't seen yeah. it, we're not going to add any spoilers. So don't worry, we're not going to ruin anything. Yeah. But it is very thorough. It covers everything we said and then a bunch more. Um Oh yeah, a ton more. And I think like and now when I saw the show, I'm like, wow, I really I wasn't trying to delve into the true crime as much and I have heard some of it, but I actually learned quite a bit. So if you've already heard the story before, there's a good chance you're going to learn something new because I know I did. I'm not saying the documentary series was perfect, though. No, Um, no. They definitely made it longer than it needed to be. Um, One thing I did like, though, and once again, I won't add any spoilers, though, is they definitely kind of have a strong opinion towards the end of what specifically happened, which I actually appreciated. So that's kind of cool. It's not like you can't really say because it's still a mystery that there's closure, but the documentary does its best to have a form of closure, which I really appreciated. Yeah, I think it's hard to like, I don't know, to, to have a documentary and not have a specific stance already. Um, I don't know if it's just more effective whenever uh, there's a perspective already kind of like angling it, but yeah. it does a really good job exactly. of e- each episode kind of going down each path. So it doesn't really just strongly just try to discredit all these other theories, but it does say like at the end what they, I feel yeah. in the end what they probably think happened. I got to warn you though, they spend a lot of time dealing with the uh, internet sleuths who were like doing their research on their own. And oh my God, most of these people were really cringy. (laughs) They were the worst people ever. It was a little weird for me. I mean, I know I talked about last time. I was like, it's a a story that I'm obsessed with, but I'm obsessed with like the Cecil Hotel in itself. Not so much. It's just, that's just one story. And this story is about that one story. They talk about the other stuff, but they mostly focus on that story. Whereas I agree with you. I think the Cecil Hotel is intriguing as a whole of history. And this is just one of the very interesting stories that comes with it. Yeah, exactly. And I think um, one of the things that the documentary did really well is that when something happens that people don't quite understand and don't have all the information, there's a really good chance that they might go down a really bad path and hurt people along the way. And that's just like one of the section, the segments, like one of the sections of the show that I really felt sad, genuinely. I was like, oh man, this person was targeted thinking like he had something to do with it and he didn't. This isn't really a spoiler. It's just like a part of the story and I won't share any more information if you guys really want to watch it. But I was like, made the us both feel really bad. Yeah, I was like, wow, people on the internet do suck, but oh well. <laughs> <laughs> oh well. Um, 
Yeah, so anyway. I, I, if, if you guys like binging, yeah. it's short. I think it was exactly. only like six-ish episodes, I think. I think maybe. it's four, actually. Oh, no, I thought it was six. Well, anyway, it, it's know, short. Then. I mean, it's I something remember. you can do in a night. It's not a big deal. And I'm not even one to yeah. binge shows, and this was pretty easy for me. It's definitely a little more true crime and a little less paranormal, and that's cool. Um, but if you're looking yeah. for something that's all ghost stories, it won't be the thing. It's not. It's very much true crime. But if we're talking ghost stories... Last night, we watched a brand new movie that came out <laughs> literally yesterday. Yeah, I think it was, yeah. Because um, So we saw the trailer. So the movie is called Sator, S-A-T-O-R. It's called Sator. I wasn't sure how to pronounce it until that's how they said it in the movie. Um, Sator. We saw the trailer, and the trailer looked amazing. The trailer was so well cut. It looked like it had vibes of that ritual movie for, that that's on Netflix, which by the way, everyone should it's watch. It's such an it's incredible amazing. film. So we we were getting vibes of that. The cinematography was so obviously incredible. It looked it looked very um uh, atmospheric and everything and even yeah. the even the the comments like the critics that they were putting their sayings in between. They were all saying this and we got really excited. So we're like, "Oh, we'll rent it tonight. It came out today." This was yesterday. <laughs> and so we watched it and it was, it was awful. It was a bit of a letdown. It wasn't a bit. It was yeah. one of the worst movies I've seen in a while. And the thing is, all the best parts of the movie are in the trailer. All the scary moments are yeah. in the trailer. Yeah. Um, the movie I don't is, blame when a movie does that, but it didn't like... But those scenes were so short, you really were like, oh, wow, I, that's it. I already saw it. Yeah. And so big issues are not a lot goes on in the movie. Uh, there are commercials that have more plot than this entire movie. <laughs> I um, think you are so aggressively hateful. I will say that, like, in the end... Okay, here's the thing. I have a lot of different friends who love horror movies, and I'm sure, like, you guys... Why else would you be listening to this podcast if you didn't like horror as well? But um, I also have, like, eclectic friends who like horror a specific way. And I can see how this movie will just be incredibly boring. It is slow-paced, and has a lot more atmospheric noises versus any actually talking. You don't get a lot of plot, really. Um, in the end, it doesn't really bring everything together, but it just kind of um, progresses as to like the little things that they were trying to imply existed and you see exist, but it doesn't really give you any information. I don't know. It's just like, it doesn't, it's not like a plot heavy movie. No. But it's more visual, I suppose, and, if you like that stuff. And I'm okay with visually narrative movies. I mean, yeah. the main character's movie, like, never talks. Right. Um, and I'm used to seeing that in a lot of movies. However, usually when they're not talking, they express their character through their actions and what they do. Whereas this guy has no expressions. He has no personality. It doesn't exist. I will agree that the leading guy, um, he was a little flat. He was, but- he was cardboard. And... Wow, I I was just ready for the movie to be over, and I'm cool. You were with, so ready, you fell asleep. Yeah, I'm a, <laughs> I'm cool with the slow burn movie. I've seen a lot of horror films that are really slow, slow as paint, but I still love them, and they're great because usually they can drive fear visually. I would argue that the one that I feel like we really liked, and we talked about it with other people who actually saw it too, were like, "Wow, that's a really slow movie." Was Beyond the Black Rainbow? Absolutely. I really liked it. I know oh, it's I super. It was it's painfully slow. But it I found it actually really on, interesting. And that was also light on the plot, but it was yeah. paced well, and uh, it was interesting enough. Like, if you're not going to give me a lot of plot, at least keep me interested. And I wasn't interested. Even yeah. 30 minutes in, I was still like, if this, if if the power went out of the house, I don't think I would have been worried. Yeah. Because I would have been like, I'm okay. <laughs> I'm going to go read. Right. So. Oh, you mean with Seder? 
Yeah, with Seder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, I, I just, if you guys are out there, this is more of a cautious reminder because it's an expensive rent. It's $4.99 on Amazon. So if you guys are interested, I would recommend waiting until it's cheaper or free somewhere because you might feel like that $5 rip off. But or, maybe you like it. And if you like it, that's Or awesome. if you're us and have basically run out of so many horror movies at this point that you're just desperate and you're like, fuck it, I'm just going to give it a shot anyway. It's only $5. Go ahead and do it. I mean, it's another horror movie that's new. It's brand new. It just came out. Maybe you'll, maybe you'll like it. I, I don't know if you maybe. will. Maybe. <laughs> I'm just trying to not be such a bitch. But All yeah. right. So instead of worrying about talking about a movie, I'm pretty sure no one who's listening to us has seen. Let's get sure. to our story so we can entertain them with hopefully stuff that isn't boring. Yeah. Well, we'll see what I, what I do. All okay, right. No, so what do you got for me today? Okay. So my story for today, it's called The Lady of the Lake. Now, is it... I, if I'm not mistaken, this is a recommendation, It right? is. I think I told you what it was. Okay. I didn't tell you I was going to do it today, but I did tell you that we had recommendations and I expressed the title of this one already. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's with... Okay. So the person that suggested it was Chad Jernigan. Yeah. So he is... You know him from through the Into the Night podcast, I think. Yeah. That's how he... Uh, so he does stuff there, and then he found out about us through that. Yes. Because uh, I, I talked about it when I was interviewed on that podcast. Yes. And uh, and then he sent us some recommendations, which was super awesome. So yeah. what's up, Chad? So this is definitely one of them. Hi, Chad. So yay, I can't wait to cover this. And now, okay, I don't know if you knew this, Chad. I'm sure you did, because I think you live in that area. There is a lot of information in that national park that isn't specific to the Lady of the Lake. So it's got a lot of creepy things going on. In this episode, I'm going to focus very specifically to Lady of the Lake story and all the creepy things that are associated with that. So and you're then, saying we need to go camp out at this park? Yeah, I mean, for sure. I think we should. One, it's, it's, one, in, it's beautiful. It's in Washington, I mean, right? It is in Washington. It's one of the few states I actually haven't been to yet. Yeah. So I'm pretty excited. I definitely have not been. I haven't been to the Pacific uh, Northwest. That's pretty much the only part of the U.S. I've been to that, of the contingent 48. Contiguous 48. So you've been to 48 states? Is that what you said? No, no, no. I said of the main 48, like the Pacific Northwest is pretty much the only area I haven't been. Oh, okay. Well, I've been to a few. Um, Anyway, so Lady of the Lake, Washington. It's. It's on, okay, so the story takes place on Lake Crescent, which is in the Olympic National Park. And like we said, it's in the state of Washington, but it's like on the far north west corner. So it's near the border of Canada, right? Near Vancouver it is very close and to the Seattle border. and yes. stuff? But the national park itself is so vast, it goes pretty down south and okay. around. It's, it's a, such it's a, a big, big yeah, it's a really big national park when I looked at them. I, well, I had to Google it. I'm like, wow, I wonder how beautiful it is. I can only imagine. And it it's is. Just, it's just so funny when you keep saying Lady of the Lake because... I'm a huge King Arthur fanatic, and so I just am imagining the chick who's supposed to, her arm comes up with Excalibur to give to Arthur, because that's the Lady of the Lake to me. <laughs> oh, really? So, <laughs> so like, I'm like, ooh, this is going to be, like, cool nights and stuff, but I know it's not going to be that at all. It is not, okay. really, at all. Um, so, just to give a little bit of information, the, the lake itself is pretty big. I think I saw, I read somewhere, I didn't even write it down, which I'm not sure why, but it's like the second largest lake in Washington, I believe. What's the lake called? Lake Crescent. Huh. Is it the one that's like super long? It is like a crescent. Well, <laughs> I, I'm assume... not trying to be a bitch, but like it, that's, I think, why it's called that way. So if you mean long, sort of, versus just super round, yeah. Well, there was this cool documentary I watched about a guy who tries to 
definitively disprove all the flat earthers and he goes to a lake in that area that's super huge because oh, you can maybe. actually see you can actually measure with a camera a moderate curvature of the earth but it'd have to be I think it a would... really long lake but that might have well, been might have been Oregon when he did that but anyway keep going enough okay. enough side shit you should probably cut this out <laughs> maybe but okay so yeah that lake crescent lake or lake crescent so the lake itself is very clear because I guess it lacks a certain gases like nitrogen where it prevents the growth of algae so it just doesn't um, have anything to feed on yeah and it's really beautiful yeah that honestly. sounds awesome yeah it, it really is and so anyway the lake itself and the general region does have a lot of murders and deaths that kind of surround it just weird beautiful. things beautiful it's so beautiful <laughs> <laughs> uh, but like not just and i'm excluding which isn't super unfortunate i mean it happens to a lot of places particularly national parks where people are constantly going to i'm not including missing hikers um things like that so these are just like accidental or murders just imagine a new slasher movie called crescent lake you know that's totally a rip off of friday the 13th um but it would just, it, yeah but it'd be like crescent lake the algae doesn't survive and neither will you oh my god <laughs> <laughs> that's gonna be our next movie <laughs> just kidding oh my gosh um so, yes, deaths. Let's go into that a little bit. On July 1929, Russell and Blanche Warren were driving home after picking up a new washing machine, but they never really made it back. And even though there were witnesses that said, yeah, I remember seeing their car driving that in that direction, heading west uh, just a few miles from Lake Crescent, no one ever saw them again. It wasn't until 2001 where the investigation was reopened when divers discovered the car at the bottom of the lake. However, they never found any bodies, from what I understand, and they only found the lid of the washing machine. The lid. That's weird. Aside from that, so like... Like, was it a truck? Did the washing machine get thrown, or did they stuff it in the back seat? I think it was just like in the back of the car like truck that they were hauling, and so that's what I feel is really strange. Mm. Um... But I guess because of this information and the washing machine lid and also the car that they could identify, they realized it was a missing couple. The location of the car in which it was found was close by an area called Ambulance Point. (laughs) It's a nickname. It's not, you know, but like the reason why it was called Ambulance Point was because there was an incident where an ambulance truck crashed into the lake in the 1960s. The paramedics lived but the hiker they were transporting died strapped in the back of the ambulance. Oh, morbid uh, as That hell. is terrible. Um, yeah, so those are just like the ones that really popped up. And I felt like, ooh, creepy. But the one that is the most creepy is Hallie Illingworth. So I think her name is Hallie. Could it be Haley? I saw some YouTube videos and most of them said Hallie, but okay. there were two that said Haley, so I don't really know what that's about. Just go with go with your gut on this one. I'm going to say Hallie. I think the first time I saw it, I said Hallie. Okay. Anyway. So, yeah, that's the most well-known case so far, uh, as far as, like, not just tragedy, but weirdness slash hauntings. Yeah, so Hallie, she worked at the Crescent Lake Tavern as a barmaid, where she met her, I think it was her third husband, Montgomery Illingworth, and people called him short for Monty, so that's what I'm going to do. And they married shortly after meeting in 1936. Unfortunately, Monty was abusive. She would show up to work with black eyes. There were even cops called to the residence, breaking up fights, things like that. So it was not a good marriage whatsoever. Very much so. Only a year later, Hallie disappeared, 
Monty claimed that she ran away with some sailor off to Alaska, because I guess that's what you do. Uh, but eventually, uh, Monty was allowed to actually get a divorce a year later, and then he moved to like Long Beach, California with another woman. So he thought, whatever, no one's going to like, no one's seen her. Sure. He's divorced. It's the end of it. However, her relatives, obviously, since they never heard from her again, thinking, well, at least she would communicate with us saying, hey, just hey, I'm, I'm still alive or anything. But they never heard anything. So obviously, people just immediately assumed Monty had something to do with her disappearance. Unfortunately, their suspicions were confirmed when in 1940, two fishermen found something floating in the water. When they investigated further, they realized it was a body wrapped in a blanket and it was hogtied. Immediately, it was evident that the body was in a strange state. Well, it was already tied up. <laughs> I can say a strange state. I mean, it's obviously Aside not a suicide. Aside from it being, a, yeah, right. Like, it's not a suicide, obviously. The doctor that examined the body explained that it was not bloated to the extremities that it would normally be but rather the flesh had actually gone through a process called and tell me if you've heard of this before saponification yeah okay for those of you who don't know saponification is when fatty acids convert into soap and alcohol it's, i mean it's, it's how you make soap it's how you make soap yeah so the yeah the environmental conditions provided the perfect scenario for this process to occur the lake was cold enough to prevent the body from entering decomposition in a normal state. And the minerals, specifically salt and calcium, slowly turned the body into an ivory soap substance. So once it turns into like this soap kind of thing, it will normally float to the top. However, uh, based on the evidence of the body, it wouldn't have float. It didn't float right away because there was evidence that it was weighed down by something and the ropes that were keeping it down were obviously worn off on the edges. So you can see like frayed rope that would have weighed gotcha. down the body. Do you know what I mean? And so the rope eventually broke, wore away. Right. And so her little soap body was able to, to float. That's disgusting. Yeah. I didn't write this down. This poor just, woman. just because you mentioned it. And, I, and I, I didn't write it down, but I also can't get it out of my head. But someone, and I, I can't remember who it was, I think it was some, one of the people that examined the body or like found it, described it as it was so soft, the soap of her body, that you could scoop it up like ice cream. Oh, <laughs> that is disgusting. <laughs> I just, I didn't write it down. I'm like, I'm not going to say that, but I haven't been able to get it out of my head. So now you have, now you have to know too. So wait, wait, uh, Ryan, what was the name of her husband who killed her? Tyler Durden? Monty. <laughs> Tyler Durden? <laughs> <laughs> from Fight Club because he made soap. Oh, that's right. It's like, wait, that sounds familiar. <laughs> that was just a soap joke. Uh, Anyways, his name was Monty. His name was Monty, not Tyler. Douche. Um, <laughs> so he, okay, sorry. Where were we? Oh, yeah. The, so the rope tore away from whatever was weighing it down. It eventually came back up. And there was also other evidence that she obviously died um, from strangulation initially. So I don't think she particularly died down there from drowning. And identifying... He was just disposing of the body. Yeah, he was just disposing the body. Identifying the body itself wasn't easy because the skin on the face, fingertips, and toes were worn away or missing. Or someone scooped them up like ice Ooh. cream. <laughs> you want some face? <laughs> uh, it's the um, best <laughs> But, uh, yeah. So, despite that, they were actually... There were some remnants of clothing. Uh, the hair was still on her head. And the upper dental plate that, uh, I guess, on her, in her mouth was unique enough that they were able to find a dentist that she would have gone to. So they, they kind of went through the entire 
catalog of missing people, trying to figure out, like, okay, she probably weighed this much, blah, blah, blah. Do you know what I mean? Like, process of elimination. And they finally landed on on Hallie. So anyway, the uh, dentist that they did find from, I guess, her hometown confirmed that it did belong to her and he was able to see he's like he recognized the plates of the teeth he was able to confirm it with his records and say yeah that's that would be Halling or Hallie Illingworth which is missing so that kind of fits into the whole thing so with all that and the clothing itself some of her friends were able to identify the clothing as well that it was enough to prosecute Monty with murder in 1941 he was found guilty and he was supposed to serve life but he only served nine years I don't know why. What the fuck? Yeah, and he was, like, let out for parole. So, yeah, this guy was just whatever. Aside from being infuriating with that, um, that's kind of the whole story about that. It's just, like, a really, really weird case and a uh, disturbing case at that for sure, not just based on, like, the fact that someone was murdered, but the state of the body and how gruesome that would be, especially in a lake that looks so pristine and beautiful. Ugh, anyway. Well, of course it's so pristine. They had a soap lady cleaning it. <laughs> she was just constantly <laughs> That was so gross. <laughs> I'm not trying to distract with this uh, woman because, I mean, it sounds like she had probably the worst luck ever. But yeah. this story is just out there. It's really weird, and I had to share it. And I'm so glad that Chad let me know about it because I had no idea this was... So wait, like... has this led to, like, ghost stories and yes. stuff like that? Yes. Okay, so perfect. that's what I'm going to talk about. Because it's like, you can't have a crazy murder that doesn't lead to something. <laughs> right, exactly. That's All just right. crazy. Um, so, of course, like I said, there were some hauntings that occurred. It's very interesting when I looked at the pictures, I'm like, I feel non-threatened here because it's such a beautiful area. Sure. However, a lot of hikers and people that go there, in particular, even are the person that suggested this story, Chad, he said that he went out there um, and hiked as well, and he felt very eerie. And people sometimes do get that. Well, yeah, because I mean, I don't know the state of like how comfortable people are hiking, but some people just get scared of the woods in general. Okay, I'm not saying that that's the case with Chad or with a lot of people, but I am saying that a lot of people who do go hiking a lot have experiences as well. And those are just some of the reports. So just starting out with that information, and then plus the stuff I'm going to tell you now. So are they saying like? Are they saying like it's so beautiful, but yet it feels off? Yeah, like so, something's off. So like, it's kind of like like you're always being watched. Like there's something going on. Do you remember like the old original wallpaper for Windows XP? It was like those green hills. Oh yeah. It was supposed to be so pretty, but I always felt really uncomfortable looking at it. Like it was so. It looked creepy. So fake almost. Yeah, it was kind of like it was also in the movie that there was a movie called Toys with uh, Robin Williams. Uh, it came oh, out in like know. the early 90s and this like toy factory is like out in the middle of these like rolling green hills and they were very uncomfortable to me too i don't know <laughs> okay so, like, if i can't see any trees or mountains or hills in the distance and all i'm seeing is like a perfect blue sky and like pristine green grassy hills it's so unnatural to me i just do not feel comfortable. well this is the opposite of no trees no i know but i trees. was just trying to describe something that is supposed to be like objectively beautiful oh i see but when you really look at it then maybe there's something wrong kind of i guess i don't know if that's what they describe they're mo- it's mostly like they don't feel alone or like there's something oh. going on there yeah um just from reading people's accounts all right so tell me about these ghost stories so this is kind of interesting because people have said that they've seen a lady by the lake mm. hence where that 
comes from. They would either see her walking just around the lake or in around the area, sometimes on trails, and she will either be illuminated, kind of very glowy looking, Mm -hmm. obviously floating, and sometimes people have seen a body floating in the water as well, like Mm. a reenactment of her body being found. Like it's still there. Yeah. So that would mess me up. Well, yeah, because I'd be like, excuse me, is that a dead body? (laughs) And I can't, uh, who do I tell if it disappears? I mean, do I still call authorities or do I just assume must have been a ghost? I don't know. Can you imagine going swimming and then like you're out in the water and then all of a sudden like you just see a body next to you? And I mean, even if it's like just a ghost visage of it, but like. It would still mess me up. I, I, it would be truly awful. So people have said that you know, you really want to avoid her because she can be pretty aggressive sometimes. People have felt like they're getting pushed into the lake. People have uh, said that when they have countered or have seen something that they initially feel gravitated. And so that's very scary. So what is she trying to do? Is she trying to lure you into the lake? Is she trying to make you a victim? Is she requesting help? I don't know. It's just very strange. Yeah. Uh, the Lake Crescent Lodge hauntings. So there's ever since this story, it seems like Anything that would have happened at the lodge, any kind of hauntings, is attributed to Hallie because she used to work there. Okay. Uh, So there are just some incidents that I read from not just staff, but guests as well, where they would frequently hear someone loudly walking up and down the stairs. In the lounge area, they would often hear music playing and then it would gradually get louder and louder and louder until someone would go investigate and then it would just stop. Guests have, and obviously there would be no one there. Guests have also seen a woman sitting in the lounge. Sometimes uh, she is smoking. Sometimes she is having a drink. And then she would suddenly disappear. Guests have even uh, claimed that they've talked to this woman. And then when they turn around, they'll, they'll get up and then they'll turn back around and she's gone. And people really think it's her because she was, <laughs> she drank a lot apparently and <laughs> smoked a lot. So they're like, it's got to be Hallie. Well, I mean, or it's just a customer who's really good at not paying the check because she's just like, oh, yeah, boom, (laughs) gone. Oh, my God. That would be me. I'm like, Chase, go. That's your superpower. (laughs) How can I get out of paying the bill for this? Pretend I'm a ghost. Got it. (laughs) You just cover yourself in, like, white paint so you look all ghostly. I'm just going to have smoke bombs everywhere. (laughs) Poof. Um, The worst Batman ever. (laughs) Especially how fast I move. Batman became a real asshole when he's an alcoholic. (laughs) And he's a chick. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Other things that would happen at the lodge. Lights would flicker and doors will open on their own. Of course, classic haunting stuff. So other things that would happen kind of around the area. I don't know if... It doesn't seem like these are attributed to the Lady of the Lake, but this is kind of like a sneak peek of other things that led to perhaps potential future stories that I might tell. Okay. Uh, Hike trails that run along the Spruce. Okay, so there's a hike trail that's called Spruce Railway Trail, but some people might call it Lake Crescent Trail. Anyway, the hikers have claimed to see strange lights at night when they're hiking, particularly in the evening, um, being followed by grayish creatures all the way up the trail. Ew. Yeah, that's really gross. Unless these creatures are soap as well, I don't know why they're gray. Hearing disembodied voices is common, and they're consistently hearing people sing, and then it would lead into sobs. So either it's La Llorona, or there's someone else out there who's super really sad. (laughs) 
What's up with this lake, man? I don't know. This lake is really creepy. Now, I will say that in Washington and Oregon, it really depends, but like, uh, it seems like in Washington in particular, it sounds like there has been the most sightings of Bigfoot. In Washington? I know. That's so, like, just from accounts and people online, they're like, it just seems like it keeps coming up. And of course, I'm going to do Bigfoot at some point. Not right now. But I thought that was interesting as well. I don't think I knew that, which is really weird. Yeah, I didn't. I, didn't I that have was Washington heard. At all. I have heard of it occurring, and I have heard stories of people talk about it, but I don't think I've ever assumed that it would have been Washington as far as like mm. the most sightings. So you're gonna you're gonna have to spice up that Bigfoot story because I'm not really Bigfoot doesn't do anything. For yeah, me. I think except. It, except he is the logo for Great Divide Brewing out of uh, Colorado, and they I don't make think he's amazing like, He's stouts. not the mascot or anything. I think he's just like a logo for one of their beers. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, they're Bigfoot style, yeah. Right, yeah. Anyway. So, aside from all that craziness that's also surrounding the area, not just the Lady of the Lake, but there's so much more information. I can't wait to do it. And when I do Bigfoot, I think, I'm not going to lie, it's obviously going to be a lot of short stories or accounts from people because I feel like that's just to me really interesting as well but we'll see how I do that story but anyway lady of the lake that is her story so really he only got nine years (laughs) yeah he did I so this was in 1940 when they found her right it was uh yeah so let me see I think it was 41 uh oh no 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 you're right it was 1940 so they found her in 1940. Or is that when she went missing? No, no, no. That's when they found her in 1940. So only like, yeah, three years later. So. When she disappeared. I mean, if we just assume the guy was super young, and even if he was like 20 in 1940, I mean, that was 80 years ago. That he would looked make him a little a, older. That would I, make him maybe. 100. That's if he was 20 when he killed her. And there's no way he was that young. So he's he's got to be dead now. Like he's probably oh, died I, a long time. I'm ago. sure he's. Oh no no he did. He died in the 70s. I didn't write that down, but I was like, well he didn't die in jail. He just got to live his life a little longer. Well, I'd like to think that he's haunted at that lake. His like ghost is. You mean he's like he's there too? Yeah. Actually, now that I think about it, there. But it was only in one site. I try to like always at least find two sources that confirm a, a specific story. fact okay. or something. Yeah. But one of them did say that. They said, oh, I, you know, one day, one day when I was hiking, I saw what looked like someone dump a body in the river or in the lake. And there was like some figure he can see in the distance. But since it was a little dark, you couldn't really tell. And then all of a sudden it seemed like it disappeared. So it's almost like he saw the event take place again. Or he saw somebody new right? dump a new body, <laughs> which makes it even worse. I was like, um, did you call anyone or you live by yourself? I don't know. So that was an interesting little thing, but I guess... So we need to be looking for bodies, because there could be more. There could be more, I guess, so wait, but so I don't know. So does anything live in the lake? Does it have fish or anything? If it's missing algae, like, is it is it just like a dead lake? Or no, is it I don't know, got actually. Because um, there's know, some but... lakes where fish can live towards the surface, but they can't go too deep. Yeah. And then there's certain bodies of water that are just completely dead. Um, like literally the Dead Sea, but that's yeah. because it's just so salty, salty. so salinated. 
Um, uh, but that that doesn't I seem don't... to be the issue here. It's just missing no. nitrogen. Nitrogen, well, I mean, some sort of some sort of essential nitrogen. And I think there was another gas biome and yeah. requirement for algae for it to feed I'm, off. I'm, of, I'm totally yeah. gonna Google this lake and learn all about it. Yeah. I wouldn't mind going and checking it out. Maybe we won't camp there, but we can go for a hike and see some some body dumping. Yeah. <laughs> Let's not hike. We're just watching for body dumps. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. So so that's the Lady of the Lake. Yeah, huh? it's a little short story, but I thought it was really... One, I've never heard of it, so I was really psyched to research it myself. And, yeah, it's a little short and full of creepiness, in my opinion. So. Ah, it just hits hard. That's that's good. Yeah, yeah, short and quick. Short and I've never heard of it either, so that's awesome. Face. Hope hope you guys out there haven't heard of it either, or if you had, that you got more information here. Yeah, if you have more information, let me know. I tried looking for it, but you know, the story itself was very consistent as well, as far as all the facts of her murder. Because well, it's a real thing that happened. Exactly. It's not like La Llorona where it's it's fallen so out many of interpretations. urban legend and yeah, folklore. Exactly. So and it and even but even the haunting stuff, it seemed like I found a lot of the same Pretty stuff consistent yeah i'm like well either this is like super real or people are just like like to preserve you know what what could occur but well, i don't really think so. cool. yeah i like it yeah all right well i think we need to get another round of drinks before Agreed. we continue on so uh if you guys are thirsty refresh and we'll see you guys in a few minutes Hello, everyone. Welcome back. And I think you and I are now refreshed, <laughs> as usual. Drink number two. Drink number two. Uh, yeah, I can't wait. I know you have a story for me. You kind of alluded to what that might be. Yes, I talked about it a few episodes ago that yeah. I was going to do it. So today, I have a personal end of episode encounter. This is another personal story. I think I only have two to ever tell. So this is the other one. So (laughs) I don't think I have anything unless something new happens to me in the future. And I'm not really excited about that. Um, Knock on wood. Um, Yeah, this is my other story. I can't wait. Okay, let's go. Wait. Okay, no, go. Just kidding. (laughs) All right. So um, I think I was like in seventh grade. Okay, so it was right around then, like give or take a year. Yeah, I was twelve, and this was back around ninety-seven. So if it was a, if I was a year younger, it was ninety-six. Year mm-hmm. later, ninety, right? It was, but it was right around that time. Okay. I was in middle school for sure. I can, I can definitely pinpoint it was that way for a lot of things, for a lot of reasons, particularly how my room was set up and everything for this to have occurred. That's a good memory. Every, I have no every idea. kid, you know, changes their rooms around and. And new room, new you. But um, yeah, so so we got a flashback to the late '90s or mid to late '90s, and 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 to little tiny Chase. Okay. <laughs> but before I tell my story, I need to give some context. Of course. So that you understand, and it's about my backyard, the backyard that my at my parents' house, which is pretty big. Yeah. So um, my parents were really big into gardening as well, and I think. If I'm not mistaken, one of the reasons they picked that particular house in the neighborhood was the way the blocks were set up. That house had a slightly bigger yard than the other ones did, you know, and we're not talking like like acres or anything like that. I think yeah. their whole I think their whole house is on less than half an acre property. Just barely. But but it's it's a big yard. Um, and my parents were huge into gardening. I think it's one of the reasons they did it. And so there's always been plants everywhere in the backyard and they're not they're not the kind of gardeners who want to put like rose bushes and nice grass i mean they grow (laughs) produce like they want to grow food like in bulk 
So my whole life, they've always been growing things like tomatoes, potatoes, pumpkins, green beans, zucchinis. We had like three apple trees in the backyard, uh, like a crab apple tree, a normal mm-hmm. apple tree, an apple pear tree. We grew a whole lot of stuff. Um, and I mean, and even during my childhood, it wasn't just plants. My my dad ran a beehive for most of my youth, too. That's a part that I feel like I can't wrap my head around. I know people do this, and it's, I guess, more common than I even realized but it still like blows my mind. Well, yeah, I mean, the beehive's still there. It's just dead. The queen died or moved or something. But I remember my whole childhood, like, lots of bees in the backyard. So I, I got still st- haven't been stung by a bee. I got stung a lot as a kid. So no, I'm I used know. To it. You're it's good. nothing to be scared of. Like, it's only scary if you're allergic to it. Listen, you don't understand. I am allergic to everything. You're I not, just though. feel like this would be just the uh, cherry on top. I would, of like, course, be allergic to bees as you, well. You, you're, like, allergic to, like, pollen and stuff. But the- I'm allergic to pollen. Weeds, mold, uh, dogs, cats, cows, anything with fur, essentially. Um, anything that floats in the sky. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I'm allergic to this planet. Yeah, but I don't imagine you, like, swelling up it, like, and going anaphylactic. I probably, it'd state. probably be just a mild, more, yeah. like... It'd be just a little more extra. But I'm I'm used to I was used to bee stings when I was a kid. I even remember my first bee sting was right on the top of my head, okay. and I cried because I was a little kid. Well, yeah, what the hell? Um, but yeah, because so so my dad was harvesting honey, so we had like fresh honey and everything, and plants everywhere. I mean, we even had a pond like for the longest time, and so we had to you know constantly make sure that the water was getting into it because it is a desert, you know stuff likes to evaporate but we had a pond that grew cattails and everything and i shit you not when as long as we kept water in there frogs would show up yeah frogs we didn't do that. put them in there they should we're in the middle of the desert you don't even know frogs just show up yeah it happens here yeah. i have no idea um, why i swear this could be a bad memory i feel like maybe there was a turtle at one point <laughs> But, but but that might also be you know a confused memory it's be- repeat just kidding <laughs> it's like it could be a confused memory because I was so obsessed with Teenage Turtles in the 90s yeah. and I played around the pond with my turtles toys yeah. but it could just be confused. Yeah. So anyway but it's the frogs just, were real. I remember at one point It's just your action figure in the I, water. I remember one time there was a rainy day and one of the frogs apparently decided to go for a walk and it got flattened in the street <gasps> and I remember seeing like flat frog. Ew. Yeah. Poor froggy. So anyway this particular time around 1997 my parents were on a big corn kick. They were obsessed. Who doesn't go in a corn? They were obsessed with growing phase. corn. I mean, so my parents did a lot of crop rotations and areas and mm-hmm. everything, you know, for the soil. Um, but uh, there was like this couple year period where they grew the hell out of corn. And it definitely lasted a few years. And this year in particular was the craziest year. Almost everything in the backyard was just corn everywhere. I would say that the yard was mostly taken up by corn, way more than half. Uh, I remember walking into the backyard and you could literally walk into a cornfield that was so dense you couldn't see out the other side. I feel like I'm getting E.T. vibes here. A little bit, but I mean, it's not actually a cornfield out in the middle of nowhere like a farmland, but this was just so dense and so thick. How tall do you think it would have gotten? Well, it was like- taller than me as a kid, and this would have been right around when they were ready to be, uh, all the cobs were ready to be pulled Picked off of or it. whatever. So, I mean, they were at least... They were over five, five feet. feet? Uh, yeah. I would say six feet tall. I mean, they're full oh, okay. full height corn, maybe know. even taller than six feet. Like, but I was a little. I know kid. they. Get, I know they can get pretty big, but I, from what I understand, I don't know. Like, if you're trying to grow them 
in a smaller field, like how that would affect it. No, they're know. still really huge. You just got to make sure they're watered. Um, and you're I you're was talking to someone who knows so little about growing and not just growing, keeping anything alive. Uh. So, well. And this was normal, like yellow corn. Like this, this oh, wasn't okay. like. Yeah. That makes and, sense. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. So we ate a lot of corn during this time too, which is great. Jealous. But, um. But yeah, I remember I, as a kid, I was able to like run out into this cornfield, like when I was playing with like my toys and stuff, mm-hmm. and you like couldn't see out the end because we didn't do them in perfect rows, like uh, out on professional farms do. So it's not like you can oh, just see straight through. I see what you're they saying. were kind of yeah, like yeah. staggered and everything, so it was kind of a mess. Sure. Um, so I mean, as long as it all works. Who cares? But it meant it, it was super dense and it blocked things yeah. out. It would get kind of dark in the center. I remember that, and it was a little creepy. So did you just go in the middle of it? Well, I'd, I'd usually go through it because, I mean, I at this time, like, our parents, one of our chores for us kids is we'd have to water the yard. And so oh, we'd have okay. to bring a hose in and water every single plant. Like, oh, one yeah, by you guys one, don't have we, sprinklers, do you? Um, the sprinkler system was deactivated in the backyard, so we just watered oh. everything by hose. So we would, you know, yeah, we had to water. Watering the yard was like an hour chore. Jeez. And we'd just go through the Can't entire yard. can imagine even showering for an hour myself, but okay. Oh, but, uh... <laughs> So this corn crop that was so all throughout the yard, it also went straight up to the house, to the back of the house, up against the walls. Mm. Like, my parents aren't used to growing tall things close to the house, but this year it did. It was all up to the house. And so when these corns were ready to go, they were almost to the to the roof overhang. I mean, right up against okay, the so house. Okay, so that's like way more than six feet then, from what I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah. I'd yeah. say the super tall areas, but our, our roof overhangs a little low. So, Kinda, yeah. not like six foot low though. So now that we've established the extent of the corn, we should talk about my bedroom. So my bedroom is up against the back of the house and my window faces the backyard. It faced the corn mm-hmm. and it's a really big window. You've seen it, but all the yeah. other people probably haven't. So this is a huge window. And I, I had a tiny twin bed at this age and it's still... It, I mean, I think that I even brought that twin bed to college at one point. But um, <laughs> yeah, it was a twin bed, and it was up against the wall under the window, longwise. Sure. And the window was almost the entire length of the bed. And my bed was also raised pretty high. The you know we just we didn't have a box spring. We just piled up old mattresses. <laughs> so the distance uh, we did that too. <laughs> so the distance between the top of my bed and the window sill was only a few inches. Mm-hmm. So I remember being able to lie in bed and essentially have an entire window right next to me while I lied there. Uh, The window would just be inches from my face and I could look all out at the yard or up at the stars at night. I love to lie in bed. I love stargazing and everything like this. Did you Um, always, so you always had the blinds open? As a kid, I always had the blinds open and I'd fall asleep like that. That, I couldn't have done that. One, (laughs) it just feels cold. One. And two, aliens. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, so I had fears of the dark still at this age in certain areas, but I wasn't really scared of outside as much at night because the yeah. moonlight and everything was still pretty bright. I was scared of yeah. like inside houses that were pitch black. So like we had this long hallway. So whenever I had to turn off the light and the light was at one end of the hallway and I had to run through the hallway, I'd run because well, I was scared. Well, you had a really long hallway Really too. long hallway. Yeah. Um. So I was scared of the dark, like in houses, but I was never scared outside. Whenever we go camping, I was never scared to be outside to have to go pee. It's always in places for some reason. I always felt mm-hmm. like in houses, so never here. And at this point, the, like I said, the corn plants were up against the window, so they were they were up against like 
almost touching my window and they were so tall they were almost completely covering my window at this point oh, so i could only see bummer. a sliver of the stars above them and i was i was pretty used to this it was a little bit ominous i'm not gonna lie uh but i did sleep with the curtains open that was i used to until one night i cannot wait so little 12 year old chase is asleep one night <laughs> I didn't have to go to school the next day. I do remember that. So it was either still like late summer break or a weekend. I think it was a weekend because I don't think we would harvest the corn that early because school starts pretty early. Hmm. But all of a sudden I wake up. It's definitely still in the middle of the night. It is dark. And I don't just wake up like normal like, um, huh? No, I wake up because something feels wrong. Oh, gosh. I'm lying there <laughs> and I glance up at the window. Nope. The dark and foreboding corn plants were crowded against the glass. The edges of the leaves had a bright rim light because of the moonlight from above. It was probably close to a full moon. Mm. It was very still. It was creepy how everything was still. And that's when I noticed it. Oh my god, (laughs) what? Don't tell me. Okay, tell me. There was a figure standing in the middle of the corn plants looking right at me. So it was against the window? It was a little farther back. Oh, God. It would have been a couple feet in. So there were some corn plants kind of in front of it, and you could see them behind. Okay. Like, still trying to hide from you, almost. It didn't look like it was trying to hide. (laughs) You're like, motherfucker, I can see you. (laughs) It was a dark silhouette, almost invisible in the shadows. Ew. It was tall, and it was slender. Oh, God. (laughs) It didn't move. My face is like super hot. I'm so scared. Okay, go. I couldn't make out any facial details, but I could just tell that it was looking at me. I remember feeling my heart start to pound in my chest. And as I stared, it continued to not move. I also was completely still. I don't think it's that I couldn't move either. I remember just making a conscious effort not to move to not be obvious yeah yeah i remember focusing on it especially the face (laughs) to try to make out more details like if i squinted my eyes would it get would they get more used to the dark like but the bright edges from the moonlight made it hard to make out any details they were so bright they just like yeah they blinded me for anything that was in the dark try as i did i couldn't see anything more clearly oh my gosh all i know is it wasn't moving and neither were the plants around it Not even a slight breeze through the leaves. I also felt very vulnerable. (laughs) Let's be honest. (laughs) I felt threatened and my heart continued to pound. I began to sweat. It felt like this lasted an eternity. It was not fucking stopping. So how, if you can just now assess honestly versus being like how terrified you are. Of course, those moments last longer than you can even imagine. How long do you actually think you were lying there staring at it? Like a minute, five minutes? It felt very long. Like, I would say that if, if I was able to prove it was 10 minutes, I'd believe it. Okay, so even then... But it was then, probably shorter than that. You know how it is when you're scared? Yeah. Um, But there's no way it was under a minute. I, it was somewhere between one and 10 minutes, but it felt like a very long time. Okay, that's fair. And then all of a sudden, nothing. Everything was just gone. And I still felt scared. So you... You could see that nothing was there anymore? Like no, you no, make no, it no, out? no. Okay. I couldn't see anything. Everything just went blank. What? It's hard to explain, but everything just stopped. It was black. And I apparently, at some point, was just asleep again. 
This is the worst. Because I woke up in the morning. And it didn't feel like I instantly woke up. It's not like I had some sort of jerky, ooh, I just woke up from a nightmare. I woke up very normally like you do in the morning when you just kind of wake up after you've been asleep for hours. And it feels like I had been asleep for a while. Like it felt like there was a moment that had happened in the middle of the night. Okay. So the whole experience, it it wasn't like I was waking up because I had a dream. Mm-hmm. When I woke up, when I thought about it, it was like I had a memory of waking up and this happened to me. Kind of like when you wake up to like go go to the bathroom in the middle of the night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you remember it because it happened and you know it and you have those specific feelings about mm-hmm. it. Whereas a dream is very different. It didn't feel like a dream when I was thinking about it in the morning. And I don't remember what happened after I was staring at it being scared to when I apparently fell back asleep. I don't remember that moment because it felt like I was staring at it and it's just black. And then I remember waking up in the morning, but it feels like I woke up later. Yeah. So what happened? I have no idea. (laughs) I have some theories. (laughs) So did I actually witness something? I really don't know. I think it's really important to note, though, that I have a propensity for very vivid dreams. Dreams that are so clear that I have memories of them as I would memories of real life occurrences. Most of my dreams aren't that way. So some of like the ones I do remember are totally obviously dreams. In fact, most of my dreams are really boring. When I tell you my dreams, they're like awful. They're they I know, it's so They should be like PBS I shows. I get really jealous cuz I wish my dreams were boring. I always have nightmares. Yeah, always, so, always. So, but they always do feel like dreams. There's sometimes a, a kind of a foggy haze that comes with most of dreams. And when I wake up in the morning, you can remember all the things that were so obviously, well, uh, that happened cuz that's a dream that wouldn't happen in real life like right. she wouldn't have just flown in or something like that. <laughs> As I do. But sometimes And I only mean very, very few times. It doesn't work like that. There is one moment in particular a few years back that Lily will remember. We were sleeping at your parents' house. Mm -hmm. I think it was Christmas Eve or something because there was a reason we were there. And um, your bed was up against the wall and I was sleeping on the wall side of the bed. So Mm -hmm. you you were on the opposite side of the bed. Yeah, yeah. Well, all of a sudden, these giant spiders started crawling up the side of the bed towards us. Of course. I immediately sprung up, jumped over you and off the bed and grabbed you and pulled you away from the bed. Yeah, I remember you grabbed my arm, pulled... Mm -hmm. I was hanging half on the bed. I mean, it was... I was so terrified because I was like, oh my God, obviously... Well, you had just woken up. Well, yeah, I mean, I was sleeping. (laughs) So... Well, I was in a state of panic and fear. You were freaking out because you had just woken up. And the thing is, so had I, but I didn't know it. It took me a moment to realize that I had just woken up and it was a very vivid nightmare. There were no giant two foot tall spiders, Yeah. but it was so real in my mind. And I can still remember today when I think about it, I kind of get a little bit of adrenaline. Yeah. Like I can remember the way they felt. I I remember everything. They looked like crystal clear details, like a traumatic experience that you remember. Like if you've been in a car accident, you remember more about a three second experience than you do about what you ate earlier today. Right. It was one of those moments. I mean, two foot tall spiders don't actually exist, but in my nightmare, I saw them. They were there. And in that bed, in that moment, they were crawling at us. And I don't even have arachnophobia. I'm not actually scared of spiders. I'm actually Mm -hmm. pretty cool with spiders. But my dream scared the shit out of me. And remembering it 
still scares the shit out of me. But you know it was a dream. I know it's a dream now, but and I know it was. I know after like a few minutes of just like contemplating, but mm-hmm. the thing is, it felt so real, and I have a memory of it like it was something that actually happened. I remember right. them looking. I remember trying to save you, and I remember having to jump from them. And, Which I appreciate. And, but nothing feels off about that memory. So that's just to show that I have had vivid memories, but not very often. I think I've only had maybe four in my life. Yeah. And if this happened, if this moment with the corn happened to be one of them, it would have been my first one that I ever had. But it also would have been the only one you can't quite, you know, in my opinion, the way you're describing even just the other stuff. Say it wasn't. And almost every other one that I've had, I've woken up during it to know it was a dream. Yeah. This one I didn't. So that makes a little different. So with that said, as a skeptic, (laughs) I like to think what happened to me was just a really bad, super vivid dream that my brain made very real. Mm -hmm. But who knows? It might have been induced by X-Files episodes. This was the 90s, and my siblings and me did watch a lot of X-Files. I know. I was like, X-Files was king. It still is. I love it. I've never been like a candy junkie, but it might have been like one of the one days I like just binged on Twizzlers the night before. So (laughs) maybe that happened. You know what candy does to kids. Some soda. But because I've had other experiences since then that are unquestionably fake, but have the same realism and impact, it makes sense to assume that that's the same thing that happened to me mm-hmm. at that time. But I never really had any other ones when I was that young. This was like the only one. I don't think I had any more like that until I was in college, until yeah. I was in my 20s. Yeah. Um, I mean. And that seems super, hmm, I don't know, a little, I think it's different. I don't think it's like the other ones. It, and it might be because when I think about it, I get uncomfortable. I, I get scared of the other ones, but this one makes me a little bit uncomfortable. And it has had a lingering impact on me. So even movies that I don't find particularly scary, like Signs, the few moments they're in cornfields, they get to me a little bit. But I mean, it is kind of stupid when you think about it, because I don't just assume aliens have this random obsession with corn crops. That they would find (laughs) the one little patch of corn in all of Albuquerque and be like, this is where we're going to be tonight. That's like, ache some corn. So there's something really stupid about my story where people are going to be like, okay, that's fair. But I mean, people are just going to be like, what? They just happen to be near the corn. So that's why it's weird to me. And that's why I'm like... Maybe there's but something also, induced by X-Files crap or maybe something. Maybe the corn sustains them. You never know. No, I actually, what I'm, th- <laughs> what I'm really thinking is that I think it was a person. And oh, I, that's, don't say that to me. That's really I, creepy. I really do think that. I think it was someone who was creeping on you. I've never thought of it like that, and that's and really creeping me out. I think because you're a child and you're lying down, it, it's going to look really tall and since you couldn't quite make out a figure, it's going to look thin in particular since the corn is going to be covering a lot mm-hmm. of its body. Mm-hmm. I unfortunately think you got a really creepy person who was probably creeping. Going through yards. Going through yards, saw the cornfield, mm-hmm. noticed that it goes against the walls, try to see. Thought maybe they could break in. I, I, Yeah, I don't think he was like. And if I had the window open. Trying he to steal you. I just think he was trying to. If the window was open, he, he probably could have actually just seen me. Exactly. And I think he kind of saw you. Notice you saw him was like, maybe if I don't move like a T-Rex looking at me, they won't see me and call their parents and then I have to run. I, 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 I don't know. But maybe it is an alien. 
in my head, I'm always going to think that because it terrifies the fuck out of me. I've never not once, but- <laughs> this sounds stupid, I've never not once thought it could have just been some person there because yeah. it didn't look like, it, it, everything but about see, it was so When you're so telling bizarre. me it doesn't look like it, that freaks me out even more because I'm just trying to be rational Like it didn't have a giant sake. head like everyone says aliens do. It, it had like, well, I'd say a proportional head, but it was a very tall and very slender thing. It didn't, I mean, there's tall And this was people. the 90s. Everyone was wearing baggy clothes and this was not baggy clothes. And maybe it was just an emo kid before it's time. He went back in time and yeah. he's like, just bring me to the corn. Yeah. <laughs> he has a lot of issues, okay? So it was after that moment I forever uh, slept with my blinds. curtains yeah. closed. And it was, I remember it being a very specific thing and I was really sad about it at first, but I got, I was, it, it was kind of a traumatic experience for me because well, yeah. I remember I would purposefully try to remember to go into my room because I love having curtains open in, in my house. I love natural light coming in. Um, but I'd have to remember before sunset to go in my room to close the drapes. Because when the drapes are open and the sun had gone down, I would be so scared. And I'd run in there and close them as close as I can. Because Aww. at that point, the window is just a reflection of you. And you can't yeah. see outside. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, it had it had an effect on me. You know how, like, um, even though you and me haven't been in college for, like, a, we graduated college, like, almost a decade ago or some shit? I mean, yeah. Yeah. Um, but every now and then, like, when we're stressed, we'll still have, like, a dream that we have a final that we haven't studied for or a class I we still, forgot to show up to. The worst part is, yeah, it's not even, like, a final of a class I've been to. It's just, like, I learned I had a class that I had that I never went to. No, exactly. And I'm that's like, what for the me. hell? That's yeah, even that's, worse. I've had those exact same dreams. Well, I still, every now and then during times when I'm particularly upset or stressed, I'll have dreams that me as an adult now have to run into my room to close the door. Oh, my God, Chase. So this became so... a very traumatic experience to me. I didn't even know that about you. It very much affected me. Well, but I've never had that problem anywhere else as an adult because other right. windows don't bother me. There's something about that window because I had this experience. Yeah. No, that makes sense. So, sure. yeah. so that is my only other personal experience that might be somewhat alien related or probably or, is just either a nightmare or some creeper was apparently trying to break into our house i mean it is albuquerque you just <laughs> it probably true. was he was like where's the garage so i can steal your car that's yeah. true um so there you yeah. go so so that's it that's what i have for you my my only other personal story that has something weird happening in it and that kind of wraps up the end of episode encounter well that was sufficiently terrifying. And I actually don't think, uh, I don't know if how much of this story I've ever told you in the past. You and told I, me very little of it. Now that you've actually given me the whole thing. I mean, I knew about the cornfield growing out there. Um, not just because of what you've said for this story in particular, but just in general. Your mom, I think, mentioned it once before, and I knew that. I knew that you thought you saw someone outside your window and then that you just fell asleep. But that's all you told me initially. And like, that's pretty much all I told my mom too because I was yeah. very scared of it. Um, I pretty much haven't told anyone. So most people who know us, I actually think everyone who might be listening to this will not have heard that story before. Um, Definitely not. Yeah. yeah I, I mentioned it once in a paranormal class back when I was in college. Uh, I, I like how I, you had a paranormal did, class. It was it was it was a it was a supernatural Japan class. Oh, so yeah, was, totally about that. Yeah, all, yeah, it was the supernatural folklore of Japan specifically. Mm-hmm. 
And it was part of, because I was taking a lot of Japanese classes there to learn the language. And, and she the teacher who was one of the Japanese professors, she was doing this and she was a really cool person. was like, oh yeah, we got to take the class. I was thinking I was going to be able to practice more of my Japanese in there. I wasn't. Oh, um, bummer. We, we did watch a lot of movies though. So I guess I could hear <laughs> Japanese there. But um, we all had to tell a story. And I told an, I, I mean, this is a very short story. But I kind of glossed over this really quickly, and I told it in kind of a joking fashion because it made sense with how the class was being taught. But that's about it. I really don't talk to people about this story because yeah. it doesn't make me feel very happy to talk about it. But yeah. I mean, what? You don't like it when people stare at you and throughout the window? That's really weird. I just have a thing, I, just, I guess. I guess you just don't like strangers looking at you. No. <laughs> well, thank you for finally sharing. I think the last time you told me, or the only other time you told me this, again, we were had already a few drinks and you us never um and then like i think we were talking i think i was talking about how scared i was of aliens i think it was like the first time i really told you really how deeply rooted that was ever since i was a little kid and nothing ever happened to me i just i was terrorized by my older brother and i used to watch a lot of alien movies apparently and then the x-files happened so it just was like really ingrained in my childhood that i have no other reason than that to be afraid but I guess it was enough. Don't, I don't downplay know. the X-Files. Any of you who are listening who are considerably younger than us, you I'm sure you guys know what the X-Files is. I mean, how, how would you not? But I mean, even Vivi, who wasn't watching it when she was young, she loves the X-Files, yeah, and that but, was later. But we were, we were like, what, six or seven when it started? Because it started in like, what, 91, mm, 92, something like that, or very early 90s. Something like that, yeah. And it was a cultural phenomenon. Mm. It changed things. It was all over... It was all over the news. Parents were freaking out about it. They thought it was too scary to be on TV because kids might watch it. Most of my friends, their parents banned them. I'm like, I am absolutely from, watching yeah, it. Yeah, most of my parents <laughs> banned their kids from seeing it and, yeah. and whatnot. But yeah. I mean, there are just only a few shows throughout history that are just big where everyone knows about them. Game of Thrones being one of the more recent ones. X-Files was very much like Game of Thrones back then. People would talk about it at work. Um, the the season finales were a huge event. Like these were big things, and it lasted for many, many, many years. And my brother and sister, both older than me, they were in a much better mental state to be watching it. But I yeah. obviously was watching it with them, and it scared me a lot. Yeah, um, and this, even honestly, it, like the intro music alone terrified mm-hmm. me as a child. And even like now that I'm older, and I had I have seen it since I've once it started streaming for free, I watched the entire series. And even to this day, some of the episodes that I remember terrifying me, I got a little creeped out, even though nothing really scares me anymore. And I'm like, I think it's just like this really insane, deep-rooted thing. And I, I but it's also shake. it's also still an incredibly good show. Like we, oh no, it's so we great. watched a lot of old shows from the '90s that are terrible. They, you could tell they were maybe bad then, but still liked. But they've aged poorly. Things like Baywatch. That, that I mean, that was never stop. a good show. But holy crap, is it aged even worse? But yeah, you, if terrible. you rewatch the X Files, it has moments that date it. But I'd say it's still an incredibly well-made show and has aged very well because it's done very seriously. It's still very it's smart, It's written too. very intelligently. Yeah. It's acted very well. It's paced very well. It's a show that could easily fly today. You'll just notice maybe some 90s haircuts or some incidental music might be a little outdated, but it's still a really well-done show. So if you have something that impactful, but you show a bunch of kids it, it's going to hit them. Because, I mean, look at uh, what's another show from that time that scared a lot of people's kids is uh, Unsolved Mysteries. You watch oh it now, God, it's incredibly it cheesy. So much. But it's so but here's cheesy the thing. by I, It scared me, but, like, I wasn't 
scared the same way. It's a very different. It's, yeah, yeah. I'm like, no, oh my god, I really don't want someone to kidnap me. But but, I, but it would be really hard to get like a 14 year old today to watch old 90s episodes of Unsolved Mysteries. However, I think you could get a 14 year old today to watch old episodes of the because X-Files it really does the, a lot of the same things that we're doing here, where it talks about a lot of um folklore things and mm-hmm. aliens and conspiracy theories and just but in a like you said in a very smart more smart way smart than, way yeah i mean it's it's impressive how well written the dialogue is like you can tell the writer actually researched it as opposed to like you <laughs> what are you trying to say chase well no, there's just... so many shows you watch these days with like okay we need to have a computer segment here so they just write some jargon and hope no one notices yeah whereas this i mean when they talk about science they talk about intelligent stuff sure so anyway, I guess that was my infomercial about watch X Files. I guess <laughs> for nine ninety nine. No. Um, <laughs> I don't even know if it's streaming on anything now. Maybe it's on Hulu. I don't I, know. It used to be streaming. I don't remember on what. It's making anymore. me want to watch. I it I actually again, think though. it was Hulu. It's definitely it? making me want to watch it again. Damn, I don't remember. I think it was Netflix originally, but not anymore. It's definitely not on Netflix now. No, it definitely is not. But yeah, X Files is awesome. That story scares me. Thanks, Chase. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> And now everyone knows to close their blinds. So next, my next story will definitely be something research. So if you guys got some cool alien stuff out there, please hit us up. Yeah. Uh, HOTWpodcast at gmail.com is a good place to let us know. Or those of you who have our personal contact information like texting, that's obviously easy to do too. As we are getting as well. Um, Obviously, we're looking at Facebook. You guys can contact us through there. And uh, Instagram, yeah, we're kind of like, oh yeah, we just like have a little website now. It's not really anything. It's just another way to stream our episodes if you guys want to do it that way. It looks kind of fancy. It kind of looks fancy. Yeah, I mean, you did a really good job with the It's got a cool background and colors and it looks nicer now. At some point, we're going to create a link tree on our Instagram so you guys will. Oh, wait, I already did that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so yeah, you can link to it. So you can just like look at it through my Instagram account. You can look at that if you click on the link tree thing and you'll see it. Um, on there as well. Perfect. But, yeah. So I guess that yeah that concludes all the stuff I need to talk about today. So this episode's gonna air right before Thanksgiving, isn't it? Uh, not Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, definitely airing before Thanksgiving. Chase, so where are you? I mean, uh, you're not wrong. It's a day before Valentine's Day. So, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's right. Valentine's Day is. I feel like tomorrow. we wasted an opportunity to do a lot of Valentine's themed horror, but I don't. That's okay. No, I mean, I guess I'm sure there's plenty. Um, yeah. Apart from the movies My Bloody Valentine and the one just called Valentine mm-hmm. with Denise Richards in it. <laughs> How do you know that, Chase? Well, I have to differentiate it from My Bloody Valentine. Yeah, of course. Both of the My Bloody Valentines, I guess. One has Denise Richards and the other one doesn't. <laughs> yeah, the other one, ha- there's two. The new one has Jamie King. And, oh, that's right. And I don't know, I don't think any of the actors in the first one were famous. Um, No. So, yeah. I never saw them again. But yeah, so... Uh, Hope you guys have a good holiday, and we will see you guys in a week. Yeah. For more scary stories. More scary stories. And of course, if you're listening to this hungover, just remember it's okay because the best cure for a hangover is fear. See ya. Bye.